Welcome to the Tech Hustler podcast. This podcast is for you if you want to hear the unfiltered stories from inspiring tech entrepreneurs. I started this podcast and the community to create what I was missing in the tech industry today. My mission is to make space for women in tech by creating a platform where they can connect, get inspired and gain new knowledge that will help them to accomplish whatever they are dreaming of. It doesn't matter if you're a tech founder, an employee, or dreaming of launching a startup. This podcast is for you. My name is Ivana von Proschwitz, and I'll be your host. It's time to start hustling smarter, not harder. Today's guest is Natalie Raich. She's a confidence coach and founder of Her Way, a one-stop destination for female empowerment and self-development. Offering self-development articles, workshops, online classes and community to inspire and help women to go their own way and follow their dreams. Warm welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so happy for you to be here. And I'm happy to be here as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think we have a very important topic to talk about today. Yeah. So we are going to cover your journey with her way, but also talk about confidence. So let's start from the beginning. Why did you found and start her way? Well, it's a long long journey going back to me always being the one standing out of the line <laughs> and cre- creating my own way, you know. I think it's always been crucial for me to just pave my own path and um I just did that from my childhood whatever whatever it meant like uh, creating stuff or standing on a stage doing a talk or singing dancing or expressing myself in in how to wear or creating projects you know um, traveling around the world fulfilling my dreams i was always the one that uh, <laughs> didn't stand in a line and always got all these kinds of questions for women asking me but how do you dare to do that how do you believe in yourself along the way how do you create the network that you do how do you pivot your life how do you just move abroad to work with something completely new and that that actually forced me <laughs> sooner or later to to create something so i was writing for the swedish cosmopolitan the digital platform when they were actually here in sweden blogging for them and i got all these emails from women and back in that days we didn't have instagram for example and facebook didn't look like it do today. So it wasn't that community part. So I got all these women that were emailing me asking me questions because they followed me my journey and saw how I conquered the things I wanted in life and kept on believing myself. Mm-hmm. And at that time I also left an abusive relationship. So I got a lot of questions regarding that as well like self-development uh, uh, focused questions and um when when i stopped blogging for cosmopolitan i just felt like i i need to create something and i didn't know then i had this idea of doing some media platform but i wasn't ready so i just let it be and started another company <laughs> actually my first company uh, which was an online business selling jewelry online okay and uh, i did that for 5 years and then i sold that company and i just felt like okay now i can't i can't ignore this feeling of helping other women there's a force telling me to do this and that's where we started so it's almost 5 years ago we started as a digital platform because the media landscape at that time it looked completely different uh, there was no diversity in the women that were portrayed as um successful and that annoyed me as fuck <laughs> if <laughs> yes. if i'm allowed to swear yeah you are allowed to swear <laughs> <laughs> it really ignored me and it triggered me and i felt like okay i really need to do something uh, about this situation because everybody has their own journey and 
success, it looks completely different to everyone, you know? Mm. So we also wanted to refine success, talking about what does success mean to you. And at that time, I didn't understand how much self-development we were actually implementing in these women that we were creating articles and portraits to. Um, we just wanted a mentor or inspiration, the kind of women that I wish that I saw when I was uh, yeah, when I was a teenager and had my large dreams, you know? So uh, we started as a platform and uh, we just saw that the women that were reading and interacting with us, they just wanted to to have something more. So I was thinking, okay, what about introducing workshops with different uh women working within self-empowerment or career-related stuff. So we introduced our workshops and uh, they were very well appreciated because at that time we didn't have a lot of, back in Malmo where I live and where we are based with Herway. And uh, at these uh, workshops, the, the women, they never wanted to go home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> they, amazing. Yeah, it was it was amazing to see the community feeling and also see the spark in the eyes from for a woman entering the room and not feeling confident enough and then just walking out of the room with the room with a spark in her eyes and just believing in herself or uh, planting a new idea on how to create something in her life or doing whatever she was dreaming of. And that was actually just really beautiful to see. Mm -hmm. And the community feeling as well that the women, they didn't want to go home. They just sat there. Sometimes we had to throw them out, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so I felt like, okay, we need a community as well. And for me, the vision with her way from the beginning, it was actually to have like a universe of different things. That's been the whole idea from the beginning. And then we just listened to our target group and our users and created stuff after that. So when we launched the community, COVID and the pandemic entered our, uh, <laughs> our universe. Mm. So we had to digitalize everything, but um, we did that and uh, then we just kept on growing our community and launching merch stuff to to build upon that her way of lifestyle. And that's what our community is called as well, her way of life, the, the life you want to create and live and not what everyone else tells you. Yeah. And you said you started five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this topic is needed today as well, like yeah. more than ever. Mm. Like, what do you see that women struggle with the most? Self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah. But why is that? I mean, that makes me so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it it frustrates me as well <laughs> so much. And that's why I've always been the one, the black sheep or the one that's standing out of the line and just like, no, I believe in myself. And we are actually brought up in this society with Jantelagen here in Sweden, and we're not allowed to believe in ourselves. We're not allowed to think that we're beautiful. We're not allowed to just do whatever we want to. We just have to explain all the time, like, yeah, I got this high salary or this raise. It was because you don't need to explain to people why. If you know your worth, you shouldn't listen to Jantelagen and have to explain the things you earned in life, you know? Yeah. And that always triggered me. And uh, I think that's a question and something we need to change in and how to lead yourself, mm -hmm. not only as a grown woman, but earlier in your life, you need to implement those tools and how to create the life you dream of and uh, build your confidence as well. Mm. Mm. And especially today as well, <clears throat> when we have social media and the comparison uh, yeah. culture, yeah. Uh, it's so hard to not compare yourself. Well, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. If you imagine yourself when you were a teenager, we're in the same age, so yeah. <laughs> I yeah. see us, or, or I say us, um, we were not able to see our universe was not that big as it is today. Mm. It's amazing because now you can get all the information you want 
from your home. We were not able to do that. No. We had to go out in the world and seek that competence or or information mm. and to meet people. But it's easier to see also today what's positive with social media. It's yeah. that it's easier to see what's possible. It is. You, I mean, before social media, and this maybe <laughs> tells how old we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but before it was that big, I mean, you only saw like people in your closest network and exactly. environment. But exactly. now you see people all over the world. And I, yeah. I, I find that very inspiring that you yeah. see women like going for high position or high pay- paying offers and just like crushing it and that's yeah. super inspirational and also shows what's possible even yeah. if you don't have any role model like that in your network yeah. you can still have a role model that you see up to on on social media yeah and that's important and it and it's it's amazing but it's also hard because imagine yourself when we were brought up we maybe had 10 other people to compare ourselves with. Yeah. Now we have zillions Hundreds, of yeah, yeah. Yeah. so many people to yeah. compare ourselves with. And of course, you get affected by that. Mm. So do you have any tips or tricks how you what you do there? How, how you do not to compare yourself? And uh, with just comparison, start with what makes you unique. You don't have to be and do whatever else everyone else is doing. Just look into yourself and and believe in your strengths and own your weaknesses because nobody's perfect. Behind that perfect Instagram account is maybe a person living in an abusive relationship or crying every day or feeling awful about their life or body or whatever. So it's never what we it's not never fully what we portrait in social media, you know. Mm. But some people or I mean, sometimes it can be hard to know what you are good at or what yeah. what, what makes you unique. Mm. Um, mm. It is. And that's a self-development journey. And I've done it as well. I always believed in myself for doing and creating stuff. But I was really insecure about my self-love. Didn't love myself mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a bit split, right? It is. It's yeah, hard. It's it was hard. an inner struggle. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I feel like confident to believe in my capabilities and myself. Yeah. But then sometimes I struggle with, what What do you call it in English? It's not confidence, it's self-esteem? Yeah, self-esteem, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Can you tell us more about these two things and how they are linked. Yeah, of course. Uh, first, you need to separate. It's a difference between the confidence of creating stuff and the confidence within you. The the whole picture, what you believe in yourself, what you how you portrait yourself. That's completely different to the kind of confidence you have in achieving things. And that makes us talk about energy as well. Um, Different energies you enter with your confidence, but talking about that self-esteem, it's a difference. And I think sooner or later, you need to work with your inner self-esteem. If you don't do that, it will catch up on you mm. and uh, and bite you in the ass. <laughs> yeah, or burn you up because yeah. you feel that you are doing and doing and performing mm. so much, exactly. but you still don't feel that inner inner value, in, yeah. inner worth that that yeah. you yourself see yourself as a success. You always mm. have this imposter syndrome and like, when are they gonna find out that I'm a fraud? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know anything in reality. I'm just faking it. Yeah. And I was doing that journey as well. I was having my first company. I built that upon just organically for five years, the jewelry business. And then someone, and I decided like I'm finished now because I've been so creative uh, doing this stuff and I'm ready to help women now and create a new project. So I decided to sell it or I was actually deciding to just turn it on or to turn it off and just close the company. And then a classmate of mine, he said, why don't you sell your company? I'm sure someone wants to buy it. And I'm like, no, hell no. <laughs> Who wants to buy my little company, you know? Uh, but there was, there was a woman. So I put out an ad on an e- um, e-commerce pa- platform 
and there was a woman wanted to to buy my company and uh, still I felt like a fraud. Still I just sat there and didn't believe in all the things I created, you know. I did everything in that uh, journey. I I bought the jewelry, I went on different whole fairs around the world meeting jewelry designers from scratch. I didn't have any background in that. Like mainly of the customers, they found us on social media because I built a strong visual content and brand that actually uh, decided people to buy the jewelry. And uh, so 90% of the sales came from traffic from social media. Mm, that's very good. Yeah, and in that time you didn't you were not able to do social media ads. So everything was organic and uh, we didn't pay any influencers. They actually emailed us and wanted to wear our jewelry. So so it was pretty cool to do all these kind of stuff and meet all these people and do the photo shoots and so on. But still, I didn't credit myself when I was selling my company and I I didn't take care of myself. I just hustled all the time. And uh, so when I sold the company, I was actually saying to myself, okay, if I sell this company, I'm gonna go on a dream journey. I'm gonna travel to Tokyo because mm, that's one cool. of my, yeah, that's one of my dreams to, to fulfill that. Um, so I stood there in Tokyo with my friend thinking about me selling the company and I couldn't feel gratitude. I couldn't feel fulfilled, you know, because I had had worked so hard on those hard values, as I told you. Mm. Uh, And I didn't, but I still didn't have the self-esteem within me to believe that I was actually doing all these kind of stuff to sell a company. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that a lot of times like we are seeking validation outside of ourselves. Exactly. We are seeking for someone else to tell us like, oh, you did Mm. good or you're really good in this, like these skills are your best. Yeah. But we need to find that within ourselves and to know like, I am good, Mm. even though I don't have a degree in this or I I don't have a certificate that says I I can do it. I I know because I have learned it myself. Mm. I I have learned it by doing it or by reading up on it or, or practicing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. And and um, in our confidence coaching sessions where I work with clients, we're actually always looking in. What does success mean to you? How does it look like if you portrait yourself as successful, not being based on having money on the account? I mean, the parents, the feeling of feeling confident, of feeling successful. How does that look? We're always looking within and trying to destroy all these outside thoughts, you know, that we inherit from other people, because that's what we do. We are raised by parents that tell us stuff. We meet friends and people around the world during our upbringing, and we implement every expression, you know. And if you're not able to actually know who you are and know your own values. You're not able to live after them and just, you will just attach everything from every, everyone else. And that's how you not do not walk your own way, you know, or journey. That's how you wake up one day yeah. and you just feel like a fraud and yeah. you're just like thinking, <laughs> Where? What am I doing here? How did I end up here? Yeah. And you just like end up quitting your job on the day and like having a midlife crisis because you need to find yeah. yourself. Yeah, and I meet so many women that do that because they are living dreams and lives that are not their own. Yeah, That's why. So tell us more. And I think that a lot of people, especially a lot of women can resonate with yeah. this. I I'm definitely can, like all the topics that we have covered. Mm. Uh, so tell us more about your confidence coaching and your yeah. philosophy about confidence. Do you have any practices that you give to your clients? Like, mm. how do you work with confidence within her way? Yeah. And now I just do the confidence coaching as a built on offer. Uh, but what I found out that starting her way, I didn't know that I was working with self-esteem, but doing all these kinds of stuff and meeting all the women, uh, I've been 
very close with our clientele. Even if it's been online, I always integrated and communicated with them. Uh, we have a, off, a lot of like not offline uh, community, but there's a lot of women writing and asking stuff or telling and sharing stuff. So when I scaled everything off, just saw it always come back to the confidence. And for me, it's always been interesting about the journey of self-love because the day I started to love myself and released myself completely from all these negative thoughts about myself or, or all the punishments I was giving myself, that was actually the day I, I left a six-year abusive relationship from a man that hurted me mm. six during six years. Mm. And, and you started to live, probably. Yeah. Not just be alive, but exactly. actually live your life. Exactly. And I was living my life. I did all the dreams I was do. Uh, I was having, and I was moving abroad, and I got a, all these cool job offers. I did whatever I dreamt of, but I was not free because he always held me back. Mm. Not physically holding me back, uh, but but he was like uh, tearing me apart with with all these uh, physical and uh, mental abuse. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't be myself fully mm. because I didn't love myself. Mm. So how do you advise your clients or women to love themselves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big question. The big question. Do you have any tools or practices? Yeah, or? we had a we have a, li- a lot of different practices. So what I always do with my clients is that I meet them and we have an introduction call and I get to know them and uh, everybody struggles with different things, you know. Yeah. And built upon that, I actually create a program uh, from their need, what they need to work on. And it can be everything from from low self-esteem, living a life without self-love, destroying, uh, self-sabotaging, for example. That's a big topic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we all do self-sabotaging every now and then, you know, but but, um, you need tools to not let those self-negative thoughts uh, take over your whole life. Mm. Uh, so that's a thing and uh, I create a program them I have different tools based on upon the request and the need of what they need to work with and it can also be like hey I need to uh, leave this really bad relationship or I need to break up with a friend that does not serve me well or break up with my family or whatever it can be relation things as well and it's also connected to self-esteem on how people, other people treat you. Yeah, and the boundaries that you set up or not setting up. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard. So I actually uh, handmade every every session based on upon the request and need of the client. Mm. And it's really interesting and it's so beautiful to see, as I told you before, when they walk into a room and you can see that they're not aligned with who they are. And, and when we are having our last session, they're just glowing or not limiting themselves you know they are more hungry and more able to just yeah take the things they want Mm, it's amazing amazing. yeah Yeah. it's so fun to see (laughs) yeah it's amazing to see people i mean you change lives you change people's lives and and your clients have the confidence to go after the dreams and change their life as well yeah Mm. We don't have time for self-sabotage. No, we, we, we definitely don't, don't have time for <laughs> for other stuff that is limiting us. No, no. Uh, life I mean, is have, too short. We have already other people try to put us down, so we should not exactly. do it ourselves as well. Exactly, and that is actually working mostly with other entrepreneurial women. 80% of our users and members in her way are self-employed. And you need to believe in yourself every day. If yes. you're not doing that, you will not feel successful. Whatever you sold, you sell your company or have a million clients or, or earn a lot of money or whatever your goal is, you will not feel successful if you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. 
And it's so crucial because I feel that it's always coming back to the self-esteem. We're self, we're, we are limiting ourselves all mm. the time mm. Yeah. based upon the things that we are taught during our upbringings. Yeah. And I mean, self-esteem and, and self-love is very important for everyone, but yeah. especially I would say for entrepreneurs yeah. or self-employed entrepreneurs, because yeah. then you really have to be your own cheerleader and believe in yourself, mm. even though you get so many no's or you don't get the partnerships you want, you don't get the clients you're looking for. Exactly. So you need to really fuel yourself from within to believe in yourself and, and try and try and try over and over again and not give up. There's a saying that you should surround yourself with other empowerment or um, powerful women, get your own cheerleaders. And that's, that's true. But if you still don't believe in yourself, all you are not able to receive all those compliments or shareios that people are are giving you you know mm. uh, you're completely blocked from all compliments or uh, all the love that people are trying to give you yeah you mm. still believe it's luck yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> or me who do you um, talk to no it was no. not it was just luck that <laughs> it went so well it was a one-time thing exactly yeah. stop stop um excusing things like that mm. own yourself and i mean there's nothing more sexier than seeing a woman that owns herself completely and i'm not talking about sexual energy or sexual like uh, how you dress or so on i mean the, you can see the confidence yeah. that the way they are holding themselves you know and talking and yeah you can just see some people entering the room yeah you exactly. can just smell the confidence exactly. <laughs> from them exactly and that is the energy yeah let's talk more about energy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and let energy connected to leadership yeah yeah and this has also been a journey for me finding out how much energy can impact you I never understood what I did with my energy. Mm. But now growing older and exploring more, I see how valuable my energy is. And that actually set the boundaries for how I should, yeah, send an invoice to, to a client, for example, as we talked about, mm. or uh, how I talk about myself or what need I see or what what value more to say what kind of value I bring into other people's life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. And um, yeah. <laughs> and it's really important to also be aware of your own energy. Exactly. And what you can like not always push yourself because mm. we have a hustle culture. Yeah. Um, that is like work, 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 push, push, push. Mm. If you want more, you have to work more. If you yeah. want more success, you have to work more. Yeah. But that's not always the case. No, and that's really interesting because I believe a lot within or in masculine and feminine energy. And I'm not talking about the gender you're having. Uh, whatever gender you have, you have masculine and feminine energy. And we're actually brought up and programmed in a world where we are introduced to a hustle culture mm, yeah. that tells us that you are not able to be happy for the things you have in your life if you haven't worked hard for it. Exactly. And that leads us to burning out ourselves, not having fun along the way, that what was I was telling you about my first company. I didn't have fun along the way. Mm. That was my biggest regret. Mm. I was just building and building and hustling and working nights and days to create this e-commerce, you know? So you are not allowed to, to have fun and enjoy the ride. And we have this image that things need to be hard, you know? Why should they? Why should they be hard? <laughs> I don't know. That's just something that you have heard your whole life yeah. and also i think that's the only way people know mm. like they don't know another way no if i want something i have to chase it yeah if and I, I want something i have to work for it exactly we're taught in that and programmed in that system and 
it's so deeply rooted in us as well that makes us not feeling happy or feeling successful or grateful when when things come along really easy for us. I mean, why shouldn't we cherish and and celebrate uh, success that are easy coming to us? Because you earn that as well, because there's a lot of hard work before that. But when that door opens up and it gives you that opportunity, we just feel like, yeah, I was lucky. Yeah, exactly. I didn't work that hard for it. So it's, yeah. I, you don't value it as much. Exactly. And then we find all these explanations for it. But going back to the feminine and, and masculine energy, like being and also working, having your own company, being an entrepreneur, that's a lot of um, masculine energy because the masculine energy is the power, it's the doer. It's the project management uh, feeling, you know, you need to get shit done. While the feminine divine energy is more like being playful, being intuitive, having fun, checking in with yourself. How do I feel today? Uh, what do I need today? Do I need to dance? Do I need to sing? Do I need to do something for myself? The self-care and the self-love part. And when you're able to connect those two energies or flow the between them, then the magic happens within you, mm. I believe. Mm. And I think that when, I mean, we are all busy people and the world is very spinning around very fast. We yeah. have a lot of demands, we have a lot of things and a lot of shit to get done. Mm. So that when things get stressful, we prioritize the masculine energy and yeah. getting things done and like depress or yeah. suppress. Yeah. You say? Suppress. Suppress, Suppress yeah. the feminine energy and the playfulness and fun mm. because like workout is the first what, first thing that gets scratched off your list if you yep. are too stressful, <laughs> like going out to nature or, or just having a night out with your friends. That's the first thing that you like take away yeah. and focus on. You try to cram in more work instead. Mm. But I feel that with myself, like when I am too much in my masculine energy and do this, when yeah. I like don't make room for feminine energy, for reflection, for like, yeah, um, yeah just inspiration, inspiration so just taking a walk or just like having time with my own thoughts and with myself, mm. uh, my creativity just like disappears. Because the feminine energy is so connected to the creativity. Uh, they actually say, if you're talking about energies, I think it's the left brain that is connected to masculinity and the right brain. It is like that, Something right? Something like that. Yeah. 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 That the feminine energy is actually connected to the, the creativity, the flow, when you find that state of flow. And that's why it's so important to invite that in your life, to recover, to to be creative, to not only do hard workout, but also like kind workout, do a dance or do a slow walk or a yoga session or whatever your body needs. You need that balance or else you will burn out yourself. As you say, we're so much in our uh, masculine energy and that affects us so much, not only on a business level and what happens to the body, but also to your mind and all your relationships. When you come home and you're still in that as a woman and you're still in that project management energy and that boss energy, then your your whole family is gonna be affected of that as well, yeah, you know. For sure. Yeah. And you don't. I mean, it's not fun for you either to no. always be in this masculine right? energy. Just be <laughs> <laughs> no, but just be like turned on, like high mm. vibration all the time. I think yeah. for for us to to thrive in the long run and not get ourselves burnout, we mm. need to find a balance between these two because yeah. it's a very nice thing or very smart thing to know that you have these two different energies that you can shift between yeah. and then you can use them mm. to your advantage. Exactly. So if you are like preparing for a meeting or, or a presentation or you yeah. know that you have to perform, mm. you can like liberally step into your masculine energy and like yeah. 
embody that, empower that, and just yeah. like drive. Exactly. But then it's very important to know when to step out of it as well yeah. and give space to to yourself or like reflection or yeah, um, yeah downtime as well. I see that part like we're always also trying to find excuses for being in our feminine energy you know yes i need to feel i need to spoil myself but it's actually an investment mm. because if if you can find a balance and ride between those two energies and shift as you say and then you're also actually able to get more energy feel more refueled and also get all these awesome ideas you need as an entrepreneur, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I often see this, that all other like female uh, founders, they are so much in their masculine energy. Me as well, I'm working on it every day. I need to check in with myself every day, ask myself, what do I need? Uh, what does my body need? What does my mind need? What can I give myself today to give myself the things that I I earn? It's an investment. If we can see that, for example, as you say, we're putting away the workout, hanging out with friends and all this stuff because we're tired after work. But then you're not inviting the playfulness and that will take away your energy as well because that will give you energy. So instead of, of doing that, prioritize some kind of things that you need, that you really know that you need. Mm. And uh, nobody felt bad after a workout or nobody no. felt bad <laughs> <laughs> or nobody felt bad after hanging out and drinking a couple of glasses of wine with your best friends, you know. Why do we do that to ourselves? Mm. Why don't we pr prioritize that? Yeah, but that is an important thing that you mentioned as well um, before that we shouldn't feel bad over yeah. prioritizing these things. Like yeah. we shouldn't feel bad for taking some time off and just seeing our show of Netflix and just like lying on the couch for a while or, yeah. or just, I mean, that could feel sometimes wasteful that yeah. we are lazy. Yeah. We are not working. <laughs> because we're taught in that way. Exactly. We're taught in that way to, that we're lazy if we're allowing ourselves to lie on the couch and see, I don't know, three movies in a row and yeah. eating popcorn. <laughs> wow, I really need that now. But, uh, <laughs> that sounds amazing, me, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Please, that's, that's the first thing on my list <laughs> right now. No, but in a busy schedule. No, but... but why are we lazy? I mean, you have to look at the whole picture. If you're hustling the whole week, uh, of course you should give yourself that day. My Fridays, they are like religious to me and my family. We go and have fredagsmis as, as we have here in Sweden. We buy all the things we want to eat that we're not eating during the midweek. And we're just allowing ourselves to go to sleep early, watch the movies, talk about things, just cuddling, you know. And that is the best day uh, of the week because I'm always longing for that. Yeah, I love fredagsmys as yeah. well. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a really nice day or a tradition. Yeah, yeah. And not crashing into the weekend. No, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, but leaning. But it. I mean, especially as entrepreneurs and mothers mm. of small children, we have a lot on our plates. Yeah, we do. Like you have your business, then you have your passion projects, yeah. and then you have your family and your children. Mm. So there is a lot of areas that needs your attention. Exactly. So like. When you have kids, you can't just like take the weekend off <laughs> and, no. and just like reflect or catch up on that workout. I mean, then it's family time. You need to be a mother. You have to play with your kids and things like that. Yeah. So how do you find me time for, just for you? Yeah. And that's what I wanted to tell you, uh, that it's as important as you're hanging out with your family. It's important to invest in yourself as well and actually make time for yourself and I know it's hard. Uh, we have kids in the same age. Yeah. It's uh, seven years old. So it's a lot of things happening. It's intense. <laughs> yeah, it's really intense. And sometimes I'm just like, whoa, what do I do? <laughs> but uh, and, and 
if you can find your time to take care of yourself along that way, uh, you will have more energy for that. I remember I left my son when he was with his dad, not alone. <laughs> I left him for the first time uh, when he was two weeks. And I just, we had a nail salon just around the block. And I was just going down for a, for an hour to fix my nails because I wanted them to hang out. And I needed my my alone time and also to, to feel that they connect, you know, because I think that as a mother, you always, you're the protective woman, you know, that are all, doing everything for your children, but you forget yourself. And I saw that as a mother, she taught me without saying it, she taught me to actually prioritize myself. And it can be everything from working out for an hour or taking a 15 minute walk or doing some stretch, stretching in the evening or taking a bath, uh, taking extra time with your skincare routine, whatever. But it's really important that you take that time because it's self-love it's connected to self-love people always ask me like do you you always do your hair yeah that's my kind of self-love because i always felt like i'm taking care of myself when i'm fixing my hair you know yeah and it's been a part of my self-love routine but that's so important because i think mm. that sometimes we think like Oh, but I, I spend time with my family. That's me time. But yeah. that's not your time. That's no. family time. So you no. have business time, you have family time, and yeah. then you need to create some me time. I mean, it doesn't exactly. have to be a day or half day. But no. it, as you said, it could be small things that mm. you enjoy. Yeah. We are so um, not used to being alone with our thoughts as well. Exactly. So when we... For example, in that alone time, okay, you want to watch a movie or you want to listen to a podcast or do something that nurtures us. But it's also important to hang out with yourself. And that's also one of the key elements in the confidence coaching that feel so comfortable that you can actually hang out with yourself without any distractions. That was really crucial for me when I was leaving my um, abusive relationship with my ex-boyfriend. I moved to New York and I was there for six months studying and I was there by myself and I was actually hanging out a lot with myself as well because I wanted to reconnect with myself. I wanted to get rid of all the distractions and all the ghosts in my ha head and all the self-destroying thoughts that I had inside of me, you know, mm -hmm. it was a cleanse. Mm -hmm. And from that period of my life, I always see like my life pre New York and post New York, because it was such a difference in my life. And now I just love to hang out with myself. Yeah, I don't have a problem to to hang out with myself a whole day and not talking to a or anyone it's wow. i love it that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah. that sounds really good but you went on a trip by yourself as well i did yeah this summer yeah, yeah that's right yeah i, I thought I, that was so original yeah I mean, I think, uh, no but that, <laughs> I, I, that was like awesome yeah but i think that's the thing that many people wouldn't do no because they will see it as selfish or i'm i'm away from my family either yeah. i'm away with with my work or i'm away with my family i can't just go yeah. by myself no, but I, th I thought that was brilliant. That was actually the best investment I gave myself this whole year. And it was also I need to mention that it was really uh, needed as well, because uh, one year back, I uh, started to work out and my uh, pulse was too high. I was really near to burn out myself again. So I promised that this year was actually going to be a year of recovery. And doing that, I've been working on myself so mentally, and now it was time to work with my body. So I went away for one week, five days, and um, to a castle, or it's not a castle, it's like a, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a castle in the mountains in, in Mallorca in, oh, in wow. Spain. And uh, yeah, I gathered with other women that was on the same journey as me. And we were silent the whole mornings, didn't talk to anyone. We we're doing yoga, nurturing ourselves with great food. 
because I needed that stillness. I needed to find my voice again. I needed, as you say, as a parent, you're always on the run. Also as an entrepreneur and serving everyone else all the time that I was actually in the need of cleaning my mental library. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I did. And I was writing a lot as well. And it was a great investment. Wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It was. But it's a very important <laughs> a topic or a thing that you highlight here yeah and we talk, we we mentioned it before like a lot of people are afraid of being themselves they are afraid of their thoughts yeah but you need to spend time with your thoughts because yeah. a lot of people say i don't know what i want i don't know what my intu- intuition is saying to me mm. no that's because you're not listening exactly you're too busy doing everything else but mm. taking the time and listening what yeah. is your heart saying to you we're actually born with a strong intuition but society and all these paradigms and, and the the hustle culture it it actually destroys the the connection with your gut feeling and your intuition so and we're all born with it but, but we forget how to use it and um if you can find that voice again you do it by by quieting stuff you know in your head and yeah i i also i also understand why people don't do it because it's scary it took me a lot of years to fear my and meet my inner demons you know and i had a very hard upbringing as well with a lot of violence in my house as well which led me to an abusive relationship of course and so i had a lot of years when i really needed to clean out uh, i never i was never crying as a kid for example i was never crying and that came when i was 17 18 then i started to cleanse myself and find I always knew who I were and what I wanted, but finding back to my inner voice and it was scary. It's scary. I I completely understand mm-hmm. because when you silence things in your head and around you, uh, also bad stuff comes. You know, it's not always uh, sunshine and rainbows. No, <laughs> but when you're actually able to work with that uh, with yourself and together with a therapist or someone else then you can see the light in the tunnel and when you get rid of all those restrictions within yourself and all those feelings it's super amazing yeah. it's yeah it's liberal <laughs> you need to do it to mm. up level or come to the next step yeah in your journey yeah and i've done that and it's hard it's a fucking journey it's a journey it is. It is. It's it. It takes uh, work as well. Yeah. It's not just something you just sit there and get bright <laughs> idea. As you said, scary <laughs> things can come up about your relationship or your situation or your childhood or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it takes work to work through those blockers or not selves that you have attached to you and and detach from perception about yourself or other people's expectations yeah it takes it's a journey and and i would recommend people to take help yeah because it's hard to do it it yourself sometimes you don't maybe know how to channel this information or how Mm. to work with the blockers exactly that's what i did as well yeah yeah i took a lot of therapy so i was doing those six months in new york and when i moved back to malmo in sweden i immediately started therapy and if i didn't do that i would never be able to have a healthy relationship that I have today with the family I created. Mm. Uh, So it's important. And that's what I say as well, like the confidence coaching I do, if you have stuff from your upbringing that is really tearing you down, it's, it's more important to work with the therapist first, and then next step can be the confidence coaching. It's so important. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Very, very important. It is. Yeah. And also fun to help others and see them grow, grow and yeah. glow, grow and glow, <laughs> grow and glow. Yeah. Love that. So how do you lead from the heart? I think I always been leading from my heart. And uh, the one or the two things that that I live after the values I live after it's freedom. 
I need freedom. <laughs> If you put me in a cage, I will be crazy. Uh, that's why I'm having my own company as well. Uh, and um, justice. So I think that is so deeply rooted in me for uh, justice. When I see that people are not treated the way they should be treated, or if I haven't been treated the way I've been treated. And uh, that could be everything from having a bad boss or seeing your colleagues being treated in a bad way or a woman or a man on the street not being treated the way they should be. Um, so justice has always been. And I think I just, yeah, um, I'm very also intuitive. Um, I listen to my heart and gut feeling and uh, practicing that even more now makes me know exactly if you ask me something like, Natalie, should we go for sushi or should we have burgers? Then I immediately know because I'm so intact with my gut feeling because I listen within and I'm having that conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. um, and that is so important. Uh, so that's what I do and, and it's a practice. It's nothing that comes from from just nothing, you know. Uh, it's also been a journey to self-discover myself and uh, also have the the faith of of trusting my intuition and and trusting the process exactly and trusting the process as well. So so I think that the older I get and the more confirmation I get that okay I chose the right path or I did this or just did that and when I don't do it, also being humble like it's okay nothing happened. I it's a learning process you know. Um, so I think that. Uh, And it's so important for me to lead with my heart because if I don't do it, I can actually, I feel the heartache. <laughs> it's really crazy to say, but I can feel it in my whole, whole body uh, if it's not feeling right. And I've been ignoring that uh, feeling several times in my life. Um, and that is what, for example, it was so hard for me being in that abusive relationship, not only being encountered with all those feelings and bad, uh, like the violence, uh, both mentally and by mouth. Mm. But I was knowing that I was not supposed to be in that relationship. I was loving myself too much. So I had this inner dialogue. Why do I still stand here with this person that is hurting me all over the time? So it was an inner struggle with myself as well. And uh, that is also leading from your heart. If I was leading from my heart, I would put myself first, you know, and say, no, you're not treating me well. But leading from your heart can also be standing up for other people, whatever feels right in your body. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So always check in with yourself. Yeah. Like what feels right. Yeah, exactly. And the more you do that, you attract people that are actually living the same way. So for example, today in my business, I never do business or never do these kind of collaborations as we do now. Mm. If I feel that it's not a heart centered pe person, mm. Mm. I can feel that. Mm. I feel that energy mm. uh, immediately. Like, no, This is screaming in my body, all the, the what is it called, blinkers. Yeah, bells <laughs> and whistles. Yeah, bells and whistles, they are turned on, you know. No, 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 no. Like a warning sign in my body. Um, so that is, yeah, very important. And that is so important to have when you're building your own brand as well, to mm. know what people you want to be associated with and what people you don't want to be associated with. Yeah. Very important. And sometimes you make mistakes, yeah, of, course, of course, and you learn it. You learn along the way. But yeah, um, it's been very important for me. Mm -hmm. And it feels so amazing to now be able to choose and, and find all these amazing people that are heart-centered and leading from their heart to actually work for the goals that I do as well, mm -hmm. helping other women and or people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But tonight we have an event as well. Thank you, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And uh, Tech Hustler is um, 
partner of yeah, this event. Yeah, I was her, so happy for that. Me too. It's our first collab. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> but the theme for tonight mm. is a very exciting theme that yeah. is uh, talked about a lot. And mm. that is quiet quitting. Yes. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about this topic? Well, if you listen for this whole episode, you probably know that I'm <laughs> leading from my heart. <laughs> And yeah, I totally understand why why it's a topic now. And I think it's also because we had two years of a pandemic, or is it a pandemic still? I'm not sure. I had that discussion with my husband the other day, like, is it a pandemic still or is it not? <laughs> I don't know. The but worst parts are over. The worst anyway. parts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that made people revaluing themselves uh, looking at their lives, like what kind of values do I have in my life? What kind of values do I live after? It was a mental cleanse for almost everybody. And you could immediately see who had been working on themselves and who had not, because the people panicking and freaking out, not due to the sick uh, part of a pandemic. I'm talking about that, that the whole world suddenly went still mm. and that made us cleanse a lot and rethinking our values and that's why i think that this is coming now two years after the pandemic started because we now look at our lifestyles in a different way and i completely understand why someone is quite quitting if they are uh, misbehaved all the time not listened to, mistreated, uh, discriminated, or whatever it can be. I totally understand it. And uh, I think people are looking for something greater than just their jobs today. Mm. Yeah. Or just trading their time for money. Exactly. There's a greater value. Um, and it's so interesting to see that people are also able to speak up about it. Mm. And I think we're just gonna see more and more and more <laughs> of it uh, in the future. And um, I think it's awesome that people are talking about it now and and um, the people are that are not uh, there today uh, will sooner or later come and, and see what kind of values they have and ask themselves, uh, and hopefully do something about it. Yeah, but there, <laughs> yeah. It, it, but there, it isn't a debate about the quite quitting mm. ter term. Yeah, like is it having boundaries and like just doing what you are um, expected to do from yeah. your boss? Yeah, or like some see it as that people don't have ambitions, that they are not performing yeah, enough. Exactly. If they do the quiet quitting. <laughs> <laughs> they find an excuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how I'm, I'm a bit torn, like what I think mm. this question. Mm. Um, I think it's good that people put up boundaries. Yeah. And not just like you also mentioned, not just let it pass and um, yeah like burn themselves out for their job. Yeah. I think that's great that yeah. you put out healthy boundaries and say no yeah. to tasks or, or to to working more hours or whatever it could be, mm. um, that they are aware of their well-being. But at the same time, uh, I'm not pro the slackers <laughs> that use it yeah. as an ex excuse not to like perform at their job and they just like watch um, News newspapers or like cats, <laughs> cute cat videos uh, during their work hours. They need to balance the masculine and feminine <laughs> yeah. energy with the cute cat videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, and yeah, that's interesting as well. I think that that's a greater question because we are so used today that get sad to get a satisfaction immediately. And that is why people tune out, I think, because they lack the concentration. And, uh, or maybe they are burned out. I mean, if you're looking at the statistics, the the people of having burnouts, it's in, uh, decreasing with the age, you know? Um, 
I was feeling ashamed when I was burned out when I was 28, I think I was 29. I was and people were telling me, hey, you don't even have a family or kids and you're burned out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I was feeling ashamed for that. Mm -hmm. But now you see actually teenagers showing up those signs. So I think that it's a greater question of how the whole society looks like. Uh, we are brought up in this hustle culture uh, and the the youths they're seeing how they their parents lived i mean we inherited and saw what our parents did as well and we took that and started to create something new the same with as i shared before that i didn't see my mother taking care of herself and that um, actually made me to take care of myself you know so maybe this is the kind of change that people are like an internal change that people are demonstrating that it's enough with this hustle culture it's enough um, i i want another workplace or i'm actually not driven by the money or the cool company or whatever that i i want other values all these cool workplaces with all the amenities and free bar and and i don't know candy <laughs> whatever yeah but and that is awesome but if it's if it's a company that is not treating or a leadership that is mistreating them and keep on hurting or keep on affecting them badly, then then you're going to lack interest, of mm, course, mm -hmm. and you're going to zoom out. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's an interesting discussion within like, are people lazy or or uh, are you just fed up? But yeah. I, I think it's a greater question within what is happening in the society. And I always believe in the good. So. <laughs> and that is good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I believe that people are more able to stand up uh, or zoom out in this place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think this, everything, like this question really ties up our whole conversation. Yeah. Like, are people, <laughs> is it healthy for us to yeah. put up boundaries? Mm. And how do we see performance as well? Like. We are yeah. so used to the hustle culture that you mm. have to show visible results. You have to be in your masculine energy and like project lead or perform, perform, output, output, output. Yeah. Yeah. But but at the same time, you're also demands on you being creative and innovative and creating new things. So, mm. I mean, it's an interesting discussion, right? Like, yeah. are people being lazy because exactly like you said they are not stimulated or the val they're they, the company doesn't have the right values out as them like they are not aligned so they mm. they zoom out because they are not stimulated motivated and motivated yeah. enough or are they zooming out because they are putting up healthy boundaries and saying i'm a good performer but i'm not willing to work uh, evenings or yeah. weekends and even though you have your mini bar and you have ping pong tables or whatever i yeah. like i can't work i'm not a robot like yeah. i can't perform and and deliver this much things it's not healthy for us in the yeah. long run we should rethink the um yeah the whole hustle culture and what is reasonable to expect mm. from or, people or as you said as in your entry episode, what was it like? It, hustle smarter exactly. <laughs> and not harder. <laughs> and that is what this podcast is all about. Yeah, and that is a thing. Like as I say, when you're self-employed and you're putting boundaries and putting boundaries to yourself because you're all, you're you are your own boss. It, that means investing in yourself, like giving yourself health care or giving yourself that time where you need to recover or uh, be creative in that flow, you know, uh, the same thing we required if we are employees. It's the same. You just need to change your your belief system, you know, and eventually if we're not getting what we want, we we are not going to turn up. We're just going to be robots and I don't know, <laughs> live a boring life <laughs> if we don't burn out along the way. So, yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. This was it, a it's lovely been fun. conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was a, it's been really fun. Thank yeah, you so much. Thank you. Uh, I always uh, end with two questions. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is, what is your best advice for someone to boost their confidence? I would say... Dare to look within, 
or ask yourself, um, what makes me happy? How do I live? want to live my life? And what kind of people do I want to spend my time with? Because those three things, those three ask, uh, questions, it will tell you a lot if you feel that you are in the right place in your life or not. I think that's a that's a great start. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's a really good advice. <laughs> and then the last one, what other amazing women do you think I should interview in this podcast? Oh wow. Uh, I have a lot. Does it need to be a tech uh, girl? Preferably, but not necessary. Yeah, I always get I always look to the international market, you know. We are going to Web Summit next week Yay! or the, the week after that. And yes. I will be, it will be awesome if you can interview the CEO of Vestiver Collective. Do you know about the company? No, she's I holding don't know. a talk. Wow. <laughs> I forgot her name, but she's really inspiring because she created this luxury online platform when they're, where they are uh, selling luxury goods all kind of luxury uh, stuff. And they are looking into every piece, confirming uh, that it's authentic, so it's not fake things. And it's interesting to see how she built the whole platform. So maybe you can get a hold on her. And yeah, I'll try. I'll <laughs> yeah. do my best. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be super amazing. Yeah. Uh, but if you're talking to someone here in Sweden, <laughs> maybe Michaela. Michaela, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, she's also building a community and working with creative people, and um, yeah, I think that would be cool to dig into her brain and see what what she is thinking when she's building a community. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you so much. <laughs> what did you think about today's episode? Let me know on LinkedIn and Instagram at TechHustler. This podcast is a passion project of mine. So if it speaks to you, it would mean a lot to me if you would give it a nice review and share it with your friends. See you next week. And until then, hustle smarter, not harder.